Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Take the Black Live. I'm Daniel Roman here for WinterIsComing.net. With me is Natalie Zamora, the head of Fansided's Entertainment Division, and we are here to talk House of the Dragon Episode 5. How's it going, Natalie? Good, good. Excited, as always, to talk about this episode. I feel like every week I'm like, all right, this is a good one. You guys are going to need like a lot of time to process. So you're going to need some wine. You're going to need this and that. Yes. And like, yeah, every week. So just every week. <laughs> yeah, totally. And Martha, hey out there. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be spoiling the end of episode five. Don't worry. We know it's not actually over yet, but sometimes the people on HBO Max get a head start. So we're getting a head start. Um, so I think we're going to probably talk about early stuff until after 10. So, yeah, I guess speaking of early stuff, uh, Natalie, how would you feel about Rhea Royce's wonderful stony faced debut? <laughs> Oh man. I mean, that is an opening. That's a way to start a show. That was crazy. And yeah, I was, so I knew, like I had knew some spoilers from the book that she was going to die. I didn't know how, and I didn't know when. Yeah. So I was not expecting, I was not expecting her to die. Of course you, I don't know. Did you know when, um, when she was started on the screen, did you know that was going to be it? Yeah, I had it. I mean, so again, from the book, yeah, she does die in the book, uh, yeah. but it happens. I thought the circumstances were more suspicious in the book. And I, when I looked back, they're still a little suspicious. It's kind of like she fell off her horse mm-hmm. and hit her head on a stone and then lingered for nine days and nights and then fell over dead. Oh my! So they kind of, when she came on screen, I was like, okay, we're going to get the behind the scenes of what actually happened. And yeah. I bet money it's going to be that Damon killed her. So I, I knew when she came on, but yeah, I was still, I was surprised at how fast it all happened. Cause that's, you know, like five minutes into the episode that's already happened. Yeah. You can't look away for a second because that was a, a lot happened. Like just their conversation was so crazy and just her face like the first time that i watched it i didn't really know what was going on because i didn't know he was going to kill her and when she and the horse fell off i was like okay yeah. how did that what even just happened it happened so quickly but then re-watching yeah, it totally her face as she kind of realizes oh this is why he's here uh that was that's awful it's so awful and i really liked her too she was so feisty and she would have been a great character but r.i.p yeah, R.I.P. Rhea Royce. It, it was too bad. It it was kind of like she came on and immediately, you know, here's another really formidable character, another formidable lady on House of the Dragon. How awesome. Um, they built her up for four episodes. She got like little mentions throughout. Yeah. And then, yeah, that moment where she realizes what's happening. I love that. I love that on on this watch because I've seen this episode a couple times too at this point. Mm-hmm. And just her being like, what will you do next? Kill, you know, 
baby Aegon is basically what she says to Damon, and then it hits her. Oh no, what he's gonna do next is kill me, and that's why yeah. he's here. What are some other early highlights? What what else can we talk about, Natalie? Where are we at in the episode? You have it on, right? Okay, so Joffrey is talking to Kristen right now. Okay, got it. The wedding is in swing. Yes, we're we're inching closer to the end. Um, but something that definitely I think right after the scene um, with Damon and Rhea is Viserys throwing up on the boat, and he looks so bad. He. I, yeah. I'm like, what? Is, and I feel so I feel bad for him because I do really like him as a character now. And he's just trying to save face and is like smiling through the pain. It's like, you're not good, sir. You need help. Yeah. And I know you're getting it, but it's not enough. Yep. I felt probably worse for Viserys this episode. I mean, yeah. it's this show is so good at making you feel bad for people and then not bad for people like in the same episode or later the same episode at the same time yeah the same time like damon's like that this episode it's like oh damon that was not good yeah making me once more defend the crimes of damon targaryen (laughs) but like you know that's not gonna last they're gonna find some way to make you love him again Mm -hmm. but yeah viserys getting sick uh did you catch when they're on driftmark when he's meeting Rainice, yeah. his, his cousin Rainice, she grabs his hands and then he like winces because like his fingers are, we don't even know how many fingers or lack of fingers he has this episode. Yeah, I know. She just went for a, you know, a usual handshake and he's just like, nope, I don't have anything. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Sorry. No good. But no, yeah, definitely not. And that scene too, you know, he starts coughing mid conversation pretty badly and they're like, you know, get him a chair. And he's like, no, I'm okay. And is just smiling. And I'm like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. So it's okay. So let me ask you, cause I'm curious. I, I have a theory about this. That is my, my book readers theory. Okay. How long. So one thing Otto says to Allison is Viserys is going to die eventually. Could be months, could be years. He won't live to be an old man. How long do you think we have Viserys for in this show? Okay, so I thought that he this was going to be his last episode. But I haven't watched the mm-hmm. trailer for House of the Dragon in a really long time. And I want to, but then I'm also like, I don't want to because I don't want um, like spoilers, even though they're not really spoilers. But I don't remember the trailer, to be honest. So... Yeah. I kind of had, I kind of thought that this would be his last episode, especially just how the episode goes. No spoilers, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case. I don't know yeah. if you want to say or not. Yeah. Well, what I, what I'll say, so I, I don't know the answer to this for the record. How long do we have Viserys right, for? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I imagine we may lose him around like episode nine. That's what okay. I'm thinking. It'll be kind of like Ned Stark episode nine and then 10 will be the fallout. Um, But everything. So I think this is really fascinating. Everything from the trailer, all of the trailers are from these first five episodes. We haven't seen a single scene of Viserys that is from later in the season. Okay. Yeah. I just saw, um, I don't know exactly where it was released, but HBO put out a new trailer that's basically teases like get caught up on House of the Dragon. And that one has our first look at him. Okay. Episode five. Hey there, Andaman. Yeah, this was a crazy episode. Yep. It's happening right now, Kristen. They're about to show the fate. I just, I can't look away. Like, am I, what's wrong with me? (laughs) 
what face? What face are you referring to? I don't remember seeing any face. Half a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a what a brutal scene. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona tea for 77 cents each. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So let me ask you, do you, we can, I'm sure we're going to talk about this when Dan yeah. <laughs> uh, gets in, which Dan Selke, the other editor of winterscoming.net will be here any minute. Do you feel like, I, I want to say, do you feel like Kristen went overboard? <laughs> <laughs> what how are no, you feeling about sir Kristen cole right now in in a non-spoilery way for whatever three minutes are left just extremely conflicted this is so when i started watching the episode now when it when it came on hbo it was the third time i was watching it and i think i felt differently about him every watch the first time Ooh. I the first time I was just devastated all around. Like I was unwell, to be honest. I told you this like, oh, man. I, yeah, I really my stomach hurt. I was like pacing like I was shaking. I was not good after that scene. Um, and I think it's because I just feel so conflicted about him. And I don't think what he did is warranted. And I don't justify yeah. what he did at all. But I feel bad for him i don't know i just i i do yeah it's kind of hard i, I want to say it's hard not to feel bad for him but obviously it's all relative what he did is way you know he kind of went off the deep end from being basically in like a nest of vipers where there are 10 different influences all around him right. um kristen was kind of in the middle of basically all of the subterfuge this episode from like a bunch of different places like Allison's yeah. trying to ask him about stuff and he outs himself to her. Rhaenyra's trying to convince him to be her paramour. That was a that was a tough scene too, where she's like, I, you know, I wouldn't give away what I have for a bushel of oranges. And it's like, what an like he just yeah. spilled his heart out to you. What a rough way to answer that. Yeah. And downplay what he was saying. Ugh. So yeah, I I felt for Chris in this episode, even though he, uh, you know, maybe did some some things he really shouldn't have. Yeah, it's just I I don't know. I'm all over the place with him. It was like now watching their conversation. I love their conversation. Um, I thought it was just really well acted, but it really was him being like, what are we? Should we date? And she's like, I'm not looking for anything serious. Sorry. Like you misread the situation. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> lol sorry <laughs> yeah yeah and, and that's it's definitely hard. so tough yeah and it's been i mean they've been together not dating together but he's been working for them for what like four years now or yeah less, something like that so yeah. yeah give or take four so i can imagine the relationship they've built and yeah as nicole says he is just a friends with benefits yeah pretty much that sucks. and that's what Rhaenyra wanted which yeah. it's kind of tough because like when they first hooked up I I had the thought of like how is this gonna affect him because yeah. he's breaking his vow essentially yeah. and for Rhaenyra it's very casual but we didn't really get a read on how 
um strict i guess Kristen like was yeah. with his vows like until this episode where he's like i threw away the one thing i had for you basically yeah is the episode over um yes and there's a teaser for next week and i can't look because i haven't seen it but i see emma darcy and olivia cook oh man oh cool cool yeah so uh, again we're gonna talk about this as soon as dan <laughs> gets in here but this was so for you guys watching, if you didn't know, this is the final episode for Millie Alcock as Rhaenyra Targaryen, Emily Carey as Alicent Hightower, as well as Theonate for Lenor Valerion. And it's our only time with Savannah Stayan as Lena Valerion. Yeah. This fe- I feel devastated even just beyond the events of the episode for just the fact that we're not going to see like uh, not half the cast, but like. A huge yeah. part of the cast is going to be different next week. Are you ready for that? I don't know. Like, I do think that the way that this episode ended was a, a good way to end this part. But I just want yeah. to keep going. I'm not ready. Like, I wish there were I don't wish there were 20 episodes. But at the same time, I'm like, I wish there were more episodes because I I'm so attached. And why? Like I was telling you and Dan, why was I so attached to Lenor in this episode that with I, we can say it now, I think with Joffrey's death, like yeah. I was, that's why I was a mess. And because of Kristen, but he, I really, really loved him in this episode. I think the actor, Theo Nate, it's what you said his name mm-hmm. was. He did a really great job. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not ready to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. This was totally my favorite Theo Nate episode as Lenor. I, I think we got, I mean, we got to see the most of him and like yeah. really see his character as opposed to, him just riding a dragon and you yeah. know shouting with glee as he roasts dudes this we really got to see kind of behind the curtain a bit and yeah the, all the stuff with joffrey i kind of loved how that's that's another thing that from the book the, it's just kind of whispered that Lenor is gay mm-hmm. and then joffrey dies at their wedding there except their wedding is like a seven day long affair he dies at one point during it so it's a little different but it, it said he weeps for you know, days over Joffrey's body, basically. So I liked that they kind of just put that out front and center and like, let us have a scene of just the two of them on Driftmark kind of talking about how this is the best they could have hoped for. Yeah. I was rooting for them and another RIP. Yep. It's, it's a danger to root for anyone here. Martha asked if there will be a different Kristen uh, in episode six. And the answer to that is no. It is still Fabian Frankel. Kristen is not one of the characters who's getting a new actor. But will it be the same Kristen? Yeah. That that remains to be seen. Do you have any thoughts on that? How do you think this is going to affect Kristen going forward? So this was another one where I was kind of just like, okay, is this his last episode? Because the way that it ended, I could see it kind of I don't know. I don't know how it would go, but I would imagine he would not be working for them anymore. But I also have a feeling it's not bad at all. So I don't know. I've also seen a few spoilers on Twitter. So my mind is kind of affected by that right now. But I'm really curious about his storyline. And I really like uh, Fabian Frankel at his portrayal. So I'm excited that it's still going to be him. And I'm excited to see the fallout years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be juicy. The the stuff with Kristen is another, uh, we never found out why he and Rhaenyra basically 
I, I want to say have a falling out. There's, uh-huh. They're very close and then they're not very close is basically how the book goes without getting okay. too deep into it. Um, so this whole showing us the romance, showing that she turned him down is a choice the show made that I think okay. was probably a, a good choice. Yeah, It's real compelling at least. And uh, Martha asking about why take the long boat ride when you can fly a dragon. So Viserys does not fly dragons. Just I assume that's why they took the long boat ride. He hasn't ridden a dragon since his own dragon, Beleriand, the Black Dread, died. So unfortunately, that means he gets to be seasick and uh, deal with leprosy. Plus, you can't hold on to a dragon. You have leprosy. So no fingers, no fingers. Penny says Kristen is now team Allison. How would you feel if Kristen was now team Allison? That was a comment I was about to call out because, yeah, I feel like that's how it's going to be going. I mean, Allison doesn't have her dad anymore, so I think Mm -hmm. she's very isolated. She doesn't have Rhaenyra anymore because she found out that Rhaenyra lied to her. So she needs someone in her corner. And if it's going to be Kristen, I mean kind of an odd choice but also she has no one else so hmm yeah i'm theorizing now (laughs) yep and you gotta kind of wonder how his loyalty will change because Kristen is is someone that the show has established when something happens he recognizes when someone does something good for him basically so like (laughs) rhaenyra giving him the position in the king's guard he's then really loyal to her yeah allison just saved him from killing himself we don't see how it resolves but it it's a pretty safe assumption i would say that you know she interrupted him they didn't he didn't kill himself off screen so yeah that's uh i'll be curious to see how loyal he feels to allison next episode yeah yeah this was the most insane episode of both franchises i've seen dayton says you agree with that no, but I will say after this episode, I did feel like, okay, this is Game of Thrones. Like we're back. And yeah. I haven't had like, I cry really easily and everything. So there's <laughs> that. But like, I had this feeling of like just devastation that I haven't felt many times since Game of Thrones, like only a few times. So it was one of the most insane episodes. I would, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, I think it, it does feel like if you look at where Game of Thrones was by episode five, and then you look at this, yeah, this is definitely pretty intense out of the gate. And if this is so intense on episode five, then I wonder what it's going to be like when we get to seven, eight, nine, and 10. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I see some people asking about Kristen killing Joffrey and mm-hmm. why he did that. You have any thoughts on that? And then I'll deep dive it. Yeah. So I see Penny also asking, why did he not kill Lainor instead? I feel like I I just see Kristen as like a ticking time bomb and Joffrey was just in the wrong totally. place, the wrong time, basically. I mean, he he did kind of threaten him into like keep our secret because we're keeping yours. So I think that just made him snap and that was the person that was right there. I don't think he was thinking rationally because if he was, he probably wouldn't have killed anyone. Yeah. But I think, yeah, he just snapped and that was who was right there. And that was the last person who made him feel feel that way, feel terrible, feel like he has nothing to live for. So that's what I think. I think there wasn't a lot of thinking going on in that moment. Yeah, totally. And yes, Savannah, it was incredible. Hey there, Dan. Hello. Hey, Dan. 
I agree. Not much thinking. I didn't hear what moment you were talking about, but I'm going to guess it was Kristen Cole viciously beating a man at the wedding feast of his girlfriend slash boss and her new gay husband. Yep. Yeah. How, however, could you have guessed? So we were talking about why Kristen did it. He's an idiot. That's why. <laughs> Fair. I, I just got on. Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Selke. I run Windows Coming with Daniel Roman here. And um, in Slack, I, I'm not sure what you guys have been saying about, about the episode, which I just watched and live tweeted at Wick.net. But I know that we have a discussion <laughs> where you guys said you felt kind of bad for Kristen. And maybe I'm not sure if you guys yes. were, 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 were talking about that. If you were... I'd like to offer up an alternative perspective and say that guy can go straight to hell, keep digging, go to the (laughs) layer of hell below hell, get flayed, get speared, get stripped (laughs) bare of his skin. I I hate him. I, I, I hate him a lot. I have no sympathy. I mean, so here comes this um, Joffrey Lonmouth boyfriend of Lano Valerian saying like, Hey guy, guess what? I have this super great idea. So your boyfriend, your girlfriend and my boyfriend have to marry for political expediency. I understand that being a responsible adult who lives in this world, this political marriages have to happen. (laughs) But guess what? I can keep seeing him. You can keep seeing her. We can help each other. We can protect each other. And Kristen Cole committed a hate crime. I don't care if he wasn't thinking. I don't care if he was love struck. I don't care if he like was going through pain. Inexcusable. No, I want him dead. That's where I stand on the Kristen Cole issue. And I don't know okay. if that's contrast what you were talking about, but that's what I think. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so Kristen Cole, my thoughts with this. Yeah, he wasn't thinking. Um, someone had asked if he was going to kill someone, why not kill Lenor? Why not kill Bigger? Hmm. I think for this, it wasn't even necessarily that he was ma- that mad at Joffrey. Honestly, it just happens to be that Joffrey is the last in a line of people who pushes him over the edge. Because in this episode, two people. He this is the third. So Rhaenyra and him have their mm-hmm. basically falling out, where he asks her to run away, and she totally downplays what he's asking her. Then he outs himself to Allison thinking oh, he'll be sure. executed oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that was great allison's like yeah Kristen, did you hear about yeah i did it i slept with her i'm bad punish me i need to die kill me kill me kill me he's like uh, I yeah so when he admitted it <laughs> idiot me too freaking idiot yeah moron well chris <laughs> just hating on Kristen. i mean it's fair you're that's one of the cool things with a show like this you're gonna like who you like you're gonna hate who you hate mm-hmm. Kristen. i did nope. feel bad for him in this episode until he murdered a dude uh because basically he snapped um joffrey kind of you know nudged him a little bit yes keep our with secret. his really we'll really good idea just saying that again <laughs> Yes, jo- Joffrey well, inflamed it, it his desire with his really it. great suggestion. Also, I will point out, so um, I, I, I told this Daniel and Natalie, just if you're wondering, mm-hmm. I think this was a, a bit of a bad writing choice because I see some comments in there saying that he had a huge overreaction. So just FYI for everyone watching, and if you already covered this, apologies. But in the book, Kristen does beat Joffrey Lonmouth to death, but he does it mm-hmm. during a tournament held after the wedding feast he doesn't kill a guy at dinner he's like fighting him in a tournament where you're supposed to fight and then he goes way overboard and kills him that to me makes a lot more sense 
because I mean, how how do you hold on to your job after you just murdered a guy at dinner? Like how how mm-hmm. how, how how is that job security? So I just I I thought it was a bit too much. I thought it came. I, I don't. I'm not really sure they earned it. I thought it was kind of lame yeah. to introduce Joffrey, make him gay enough, and then kill him with the same one. Hashtag bury your gaze. I think it could have been handled a little better. Yeah, I. So this is one of the things I've been yeah. most curious to see book reader reactions to because I, hate it. I think, and this is <laughs> fair. It, it is fair. He does kill him in a tournament in the book. It's a tournament for their wedding. So it's kind of part of there's like seven day wedding celebrations. But I think they probably made this choice because they wanted to have more variety in their scenes. So like we're five episodes in, they've already had attorney. Mm-hmm. Now they can have a big feast. I think the question of how will Kristen hang on to his job after this is a super fair one. Um, maybe having the favor of a certain queen could help him do that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I'm sorry. Cause I'm not sure if you guys are talking about this, but uh, Penny asked, can we talk about Allison? Have we discussed uh, no, green really. dress gate? and such no oh good let's do it because <laughs> i definitely enjoyed that so allison had a good so okay I'll, I'll throw this out there so allison's arc kind of here is her father is now unemployed thanks to a choice she made and um mm-hmm. she's crying in the rain tears of the rain can't tell what they are and uh basically her father <laughs> so I, I i i i guess the first question i have for you guys and for anyone out in the comments are did you does auto hightower have a point when he leans into his daughter and says, look, Rhaenyra's going to have to kill your kids if she goes to the ascends the throne because they represent a threat. Now, my issue was I just I don't feel like we've seen that from Rhaenyra yet. Mm. So I had some yeah, trouble with that. We what do you guys think? I mean, it's a good point because that's what kings do do in history that they, 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 they got to yeah. kill their potential yeah. rivals but i don't Absolutely. know I, I just felt like i wish we'd seen rhaenyra contemplate that to make that more believable what do you guys think i i didn't agree with what he was saying but mm-hmm. i bought it just because he's seen some shit before That's like true yeah. i i think that he maybe is a little paranoid but also in westeros are you ever too paranoid like crazy not, stuff no. happens all the time so I didn't agree with what Bloody he was hate saying. It, yeah, <laughs> I think he was a little bit too paranoid about that. But I mean, I think he had good intentions telling Allison. I don't think he was trying to trying to put pit her and Rhaenyra against each other. Um, I think he was trying to be truthful and help her. But I, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I didn't agree. I did like the scene because I, I thought Rissa yeah. Fons, however you pronounce it, was really good. I love that when he was like, you either cleave, yeah. you either cleave to Rhaenyra. Yeah. Sure. She begs you for mercy or you prepare Aegon to rule. I, I, was, I was convinced. I just wanted something in the earlier episodes that showed Rhaenyra like looking at baby Aegon with like, I don't know, a knife in her hands or something. And then Allison saw her. I, wa- I wanted something like that. Yeah, I so I think Otto was looking ahead at the worst possible outcome. Sure. I totally agree that we haven't really seen it from Rhaenyra. Any reason to wonder objectively about her as a character, why she would do something like murder mm-hmm. her half siblings. But you're right about like historically, like, and we can say historically sure. in Westeros yeah, as sure. well. Sure, sure, sure. That is totally what happens. Uh, Magor did stuff like that, like for, yeah, for kings shoring up their rule. So, yeah, 
you know, I think Otto was still playing games. I think Otto never has an honest moment that isn't also serving his purposes and so, or his house's purposes in some way. But I do think we needed that moment. I don't think that is the ultimate reason that Allison flips on Rhaenyra and wears the green dress and comes yeah. into the wedding. I think that is more that Otto basically says, you either trust Rhaenyra so much you trust her with your children's lives sure. yeah. or you make your own plans. And then in the same episode, Alicent is basically shown she, she was wrong to trust Rhaenyra mm-hmm. um, because she finds out sure. about Kristen and the, the tea that was delivered. Laris strong too. I want to know what Laris yeah. strong's game is because it seems like he's just trying to stir the pot mm-hmm. and we don't really know why. What was your impression of that, Natalie? Because I mean, I, I, you know, book readers, me and the yeah. other nerd over here, like, kind of know a little bit about what Laris is all about. What do you think of that scene where um, Laris Strong, aka the Clubfoot, is doing one of yeah. those things where it's like, well, I heard this, yeah. but it, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Thank God that this isn't what happened. <laughs> yeah. But if it was what happened, what I guess it means wrong. your friend might have lied to you, huh? But it didn't. So cool. Great. Let's have some tea. Oh, yeah. And the way he framed it, too, of like, oh, she was unwell. Like, I hope she's OK. Like, mm-hmm. you no, know she wasn't unwell. You knew what was <laughs> going on. Um, he he totally did. Shady for sure. Definitely an instigator, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know his motivation. I don't know what he wants. Respect slash power, but I don't know how much of either (laughs) he would get. I like the scene, but I actually agree. And and, and I've read the book, and I think Daniel's hinted about this, that that I wasn't even sure, like, why is he doing this? I kind of like the actor whose name I forget because we seem like Matthew Needham, because we've seen like a fair number of like, sneaky scheming types on game of thrones house of the dragon you know it's like it's like a type they were turned to over and again little finger auto yeah. high tower even and i kind of i thought he was a little more like kind of soft and likable I, I kind of like the way he was playing him as like sort of an innocent like um kind of harmless guy even though he was very sneaky but i liked that element of the performance yeah i'm intrigued he definitely is coming off like uh like hey i'm likable maybe uh maybe believe me which makes me think you are an untrustworthy dude oh yeah yeah i mean he's obviously gonna have some game because you know he knew what that tea was he's not like oh she had a tea maybe for something could have been anything really like he knew i'm intrigued and i'm glad they slipped him into the third episode in that little scene to kind of set him up which leads to the Kristen just blabs his big dumb mouth off to (laughs) allison in in her bedroom (laughs) Which w- was good. I mean, it's a good scene. I-, I liked how she was like, here, sit, sit down, Kristen. And he has to like move his entire armor and cape to like get it over the bench. <laughs> Just yeah. let the man stand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The green dress scene. So this this is a big scene from Fire and Blood. And they do change it up. And part of me is a, is doesn't quite get why they changed it. But the fact of the matter is that I watched this episode three times, including me live tweeting it. And I got chills all three times when she yeah. walks in with the green dress and Raman Jawadi's wonderful score plays. And just she kind of interrupts her own husband's speech and she forces everyone in the room to pay attention to her. And they all stand up 
and just kind of saying like, yep. oh yeah, I'm the queen and people respect me and I have a voice and it's great. Mm-hmm. And um, I got chills. I, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of didn't even want to enjoy because they changed it from the book, but I enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. As someone who, of course, non-book reader, I mm-hmm. still am not sure the significance of the green. And I know some commenters are asking too, so you guys will explain it, but I love this scene. Yeah. I thought it was really awesome. And I think she looked gorgeous and just so powerful. And I, I'm liking her more and more each episode. Yeah. I felt proud of her for some reason. Like she did something on her own. Yeah. She was very confident. She wasn't doing something that Rhaenyra right. or Otto was telling her. So I thought it was awesome. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved the dress scene and I totally agree that, you know, this was a moment for Allison where she is standing up on her own saying, Basically, she's not going to take uh, nonsense from anyone or she's going to uh-huh, stand her uh-huh. ground a little bit more. And she's kind of been the Sansa of this show a little bit in yeah, terms bit. of kind sure. of being pushed around and manipulated by people and yeah. needing to carve out her own power a little bit more. So for people asking about the dress and what it signifies and how it's changed from the book, uh, basically, w- a conflict is coming up where the sides are. Rhaenyra and Alicent, like they're they're factions, basically, and they're referred to as the Greens and the Blacks. And that is because there is a very iconic scene from Fire and Blood where they go. Both of those characters go to a dinner. Rhaenyra is wearing a Targaryen black dress. Alicent's wearing a green dress. And that's where the nickname Greens and Blacks comes from. So this is a little different because obviously Rhaenyra is in a wedding dress. So Alicent debuting her green dress is a slightly different choice, but we don't know if this is going to be where the nickname comes from. Like, I'm not so certain that we won't also get that scene later on where they're both in their iconic dresses. It's just a little odd because the book, it's supposed to be like they enter in these two black and green gowns and they and they're both like statement gowns. Like Alicent's gown felt like a statement gown, like look, uh, look at me kind oh, of totally. dress. And it was. Yeah. And then but Rhaenyra is not wearing like a statement piece in response. And so I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But um, so, so far, they'll call Allison's faction the Greens and Rhaenyra's factions the off the racks. <laughs> I mean, that wedding dress was not off the rack. Oh, it's but perfectly it nice. Also- but, it was, but it was but it was no giant entrance. Ramen Jawadi's huge score green dress thing. Yeah. It was nice. It was it, yeah, it was very nice. Fair. I'm sure it was nice. Ooh, I also liked um. I'm a sucker for a good uh, Jane Austen-esque uh, we're dancing, but we're also talking Yes, yeah. in uh, fancy clothes yeah. kind of thing. So I really did like that one sequence. Claire Kilner, who did the episode directing, really, really good job because I, I liked how she captured yeah. all these like, like Viserys is looking at Allison, who's being weird yeah. and Allison's looking at Rhaenyra dancing and Joffrey Lonmouth is looking at Kristen Cole having the worst idea of his entire mm-hmm. life to go over there and talk to him. And like Damon's <laughs> looking at Lena Valeria and Lena's looking back at her. And then yeah. Viserys is looking at uh, Damon and Rhaenyra talk. It, it, it was really, I really liked how Claire Kilner kind of got all of those little moments and found ways to put them in. That was really, really good. Yeah, totally agree. What'd you think of Damon in this episode? We talked a little bit about Damon and Rhea Royce, but I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on that, Dan. So, okay. So you probably already said too that in the book, we just hear she dies and yeah. don't hear how. I guess like it, it, it shouldn't be surprising because like, of course, Damon could do that. But I don't know. It sort of was I, I, like th- there's this level of um, mm-hmm. we know he's bad and mean and just kind of um, willing to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. I don't know that that, that that seemed like just a sh- 
I didn't think he would go quite that far, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, of course he would go that far. He's, of course, he's a straight up yeah. murderer. The show <laughs> leans into that. The show's not going to be pulling punches. I liked him showing up at the wedding. I don't know who the hell invited him. I, I yeah. liked him sauntering in and just kind of smirking at people. And oh god, the one guy says like, "You killed my cousin." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "No, and not only did I not kill your cousin, I want all of her money." It's like, oh Jesus. Yep, Damon definitely playing the cringe card here. Mm-hmm. No fear. And it, I agree with I, I, I agree with Savannah. Yeah, the, the scene of her him talking to Rhaenyra in High Valyrian when they're just kind of volleying at each other, which and it, and it was a volley. I liked Rhaenyra saying, "Um, oh, someone told me marriage is just political. Hmm, wonder who that was." And yeah, then, like kind of spitting it back. That was good. That was nice stuff. And then and and. and and then Viserys having a coronary, looking at the two of them together, wondering like, oh, God, is the wedding going to be ruined by more of this? <laughs> it was just good. It was a well-directed sequence that was ruined by a uh, hate crime. Yeah, I think Viserys had a couple of great looks this episode. Like yeah. when they he, when he first learned that Rhea Royce died. I feel on Driftmark. I feel like Viserys had this look <laughs> where he's like, oh, great. Damon went and killed it like he knew. He knew immediately that she didn't just die of natural causes. I didn't notice the first two times because I watched the episode on like a laptop when Rainey's grabs his gloved hands to shake them. And they're like, oh, you have like three fifths fewer fingers than I expected. That that was kind of funny. Yeah. I really like them, by the way. Rainey's and Corliss Valerian in this episode. Um, They've kind of been in the background, but I liked uh, Savannah says the king looked miserable. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He was miserable. Yeah. I felt like I got to know them better as characters, that they're kind of have an easy camaraderie that mm-hmm. Corlys Valerian does like the dad thing where he's like, my gay son will grow out of his gayness. And Rainey's is like, yeah. nah, I don't know about that, but yeah. uh, okay. I felt like I got to know them better this, this week. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I like their scenes together very much. And I feel like they had just really good dialogue and I was super into it, even though, I'm way more into the other characters, but I was definitely yeah. zoned when they were on screen, which is awesome. The cast is playing out. I also liked Corliss um, debating Viserys about, uh, yeah. but will yeah. our, my grandchildren have my last name? Because mm-hmm. that matters a lot to me. And Viserys <laughs> actually doing a good job. I yeah. thought it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, I love getting the inside a uh, little bit of insight into the Valerians because they're going to be major characters throughout mm-hmm. this series, Corliss and Rainey's. So this this felt like the episode of development for them that we've kind of needed because yeah, they have I hung agree. out in the background so much so far. So yeah, I loved when when Rainey's is you know talking about how she has moved on from being the queen who never was. Right. Yeah. Like the crown passed over her and she's put it behind her. But for Corliss getting Lenor that close to the throne is a matter of justice for his wife too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I loved that scene. And I think Eve best, I was, I was hypnotized for that scene. It was so good, but yeah, the, the whole, maybe our son will grow out of his gayness. I'm glad that Rainice was like, ah, that's not, uh, not, not how it works there. I almost thought they were, I mean, it's weird when it comes to depictions of homosexuality on TV and especially like in medieval, because again, like the show takes place in fake medieval times. Mm-hmm. Yes. When Lenor and Rhaenyra were walking on the beach and talking about ducks and geese, obviously a, a, a metaphor for other things. I didn't like um, that. <laughs> the I metaphor. thought it was fine. I thought it was maybe a little bit too coy. Like yeah. they're. 
there's a scene in um like a cut scene from Ben Hur, like a 1960 movie. Well, it's it's this exact thing. It's it's two guys and they're talking yeah. about like some like snails and some like I forget what the other metaphor for genitalia is. <laughs> and like that was 1960. I don't know. Part of my different era is to say like, look, you can keep your boyfriend, but I want my hunky guard yeah. side piece too, and that'd be fine. Yeah. But I mean, we all got it. Mm-hmm. Did we already talk about Kristen Cole trying to kill himself and failing, or did we? Not really. We touched on it, but yeah, yeah, not really because the episode was still going on before you got yeah. in here. And that's one of the right. last scenes. So yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? Kristen Cole didn't kill himself, presume presumably. I I I I say this with um oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't say it. Kristen Cole is terrible and um should not be here, but I don't have any opinion on that. You're saying you wish she'd succeed. What an intriguing! How don't put words in my mouth, you awful, awful man. Um, <laughs> a, a, an intriguing turn. I also like how they're using that Godswood set, by the way. How so many kind of pivotal moments have happened there, from Rhaenyra and Allison hanging out to Rhaenyra and Allison continuing to hang out and starting to form distrust with each other, and now this. Uh, they're getting some. I like when you get money's worth out of a set. Mm. Yeah, they're definitely doing that. Yeah, Natalie. We, we talked about this a little bit, but do you have any thoughts you want to throw out there for the, the Kristen near suicide? Yeah. Yeah. When that was happening, I definitely thought that he was going to kill himself. So I thought, all right, that's the end of Kristen. Um, and then we're just going to you know forget about him, which is not true at all. Um, reading some spoilers. But yeah, I think <laughs> it makes sense to end his story. His story to me was very devastating, not because I loved him or, you know, anything like that. I, I liked him, but just the whole, the way that it went down and the kind of just how fast everything went and just, it was just so shocking to me. And I was like, your life is ruined, which you already thought it was. This is why you're doing all of this. So I thought it would be fine, but now that I know there's a lot more juicy stuff with him coming, I am happy yeah. he's around. He'll be he'll, he'll be a member. I mean, I he'll be a memorable <laughs> antagonist. I just it's just so hard for me to just. Ugh, I just I just I hate him so much. Stupid floppy hair and his dumb helmet and his hair yeah, trigger. I imagine crazy that's- temper. Yeah, I imagine that's not going to get better, you know, because Kristen is still around. We talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, his loyalties are going to be different now, obviously, because stuff went down with Rhaenyra. And now Allison is saving him from suicide. So presumably, and I don't think this is something the show's really going to touch on, but presumably that's part of how he kept his job and is still going to serve or whatever is because he'll he's now in Allison's camp after she stopped him from killing himself savannah um, asked should will he go to the wall Kristen cole uh he he sh- yes he should after that again <laughs> i just i just i'm not a writer on the show but if i were it should have been during a tournament i just don't know H- how do you write your way out of straight up murdering a person at a wedding you just can't do it it's just not done except another throcky wedding but this is a wedding. <laughs> yeah any impressions of lanor because uh, he kind of came into the forefront in this one. I liked him. Yeah, I loved him. I really, really did. I don't know what exact part it was, but I really, really started to like him a lot. And then that's why the ending, I was just crying when he goes over to Joffrey and he's like, he's crawling over and then he 
picks up his face and turns it around and i'm just ah, that is devastating uh, it uh, really is like yeah, I that was awful right now it i just felt so bad and it was a character who lenor who i don't know that well but still it was like he's the main character in that moment it really really got to me it was brutal i mean yeah. I'll, I'll, i'm gonna be honest i thought it was so brutal it was kind of distasteful like I, I don't know exactly where the line is. I don't think anybody does, but the I, eyeball. The yeah, eyeball. <laughs> maybe it was the, the the pulp face. I just wanted a little. I didn't want them to kill off the gay guy in the same episode they introduce him in. I thought that yeah. was a bit of a choice. Yeah, the wedding thing and uh, something about the whole thing says a little bit wrong with me. Even though it worked, and I was affected. I was very. I was very viscerally palpated. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I, I just would have made a little tweak, a little, tweak just a little bit. Yeah, I've been curious about this since you since you first said that, you know, that that it bothered you that they introduced Joffrey and then killed him off in the same episode. So how w- do you think they should have introduced him last episode and that would have made it more impact? Like how, if you were writing this show, how yeah. would you have gone about that with him? So glad you asked. Um, I think I would <laughs> have probably interested. I, I, I was OK with the introduction. I think I would have had, again, I just didn't buy that Kristen can kill a guy at a wedding and then keep his job. I would have had the next episode be the tournament where I would have had there be an ugly yes. confrontation, maybe, as the, but not one that ends in blood and then had a, a tournament or at least have the tournament happen. Something different. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I don't have all the answers, but uh, I would have just altered things a bit. I would have workshopped it. If I were in the room, I'd be like, yeah. let me return to this point on a little on a little flow chart. But overall, I was yeah. very affected. I love the green dress bit. It definitely got things rolling. The stakes felt high. The show continues to be very, very good. And did any of you watch the, I, I, probably not, uh, the, the little preview at the end where we saw the new car- actors come in? No. And I'm so excited. No. What did we I miss? Did. Is there a, any yeah, spark uh, notes? Any, any things we should be talking about from that? preview sure uh agon too grows up and his hair looks crazy um uh allison's <laughs> son uh gets older the baby and he, he he has like full like uh 80s hair band like um white snake like flowing down this back long white yeah. blonde hair um other than that no <laughs> fair yeah did did we see uh vagar was vagar in this teaser we saw a dragon we saw i mean okay. there's tons of stuff from it it's the new actors, and not only the new actors like Emma Darcy as Rhaenyra and um, Olivia Cook as Allison. There's also their kids. Their kids play a role now. We saw again Aegon's grown up. Uh, we saw um, I will. Ne- I'm always stuck on the hair. The hair is the show. The hair was showing Game of Thrones. The show now. <laughs> we see Aemond, a young Aemond Targaryen. We see Rhaenyra's kids. Spoiler alert: who suspiciously don't um, look much like Lenor, and i think we know why because mm. rhaenyra and Lenor maybe don't make a great love match in the bedroom Ooh, yeah uh and we see a new actor playing oh oh and king viserys haggard you think he looks miserable now Ooh, they gave him and sorry to disappoint again with the hair but they <laughs> give him like a full like balding targaryen wig so he has like eight strands of hair just kind of like flopping willy-nilly um uh, i'm so glad i'm so glad we can talk about this now Mm -hmm. uh so i yeah so he does not look very good um that's something i've been keeping in for weeks because i i did see episode six and yeah he looks pretty nasty (sighs) yeah there's there's one new teaser out (laughs) 
that we were talking about earlier that has a bunch of new footage. And one of the things in that is haggard Viserys with his face half covered by a golden mask. So presumably his leprosy is going to get way worse, which is I'm not looking forward to. This episode definitely felt like Viserys, who was always only sort of in control, has he's he's just not in control of anything. Yeah. Like the fight breaks out. He's just swaying back and forth. Um, I know yes. that was rough. Yeah. Uh, he collapses at his own daughter's wedding. Just sometimes he had some control and he did a good job with Carlos Valerian, that last name scene, I guess. But to, to me, this was like the moment where he might still be alive, but it's over. Like authority yeah. belongs to whoever can kind of take it at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. This was the moment I think for that. And yeah, Lisa, Lisa over there on Facebook saying, can we, can we just say what an awesome job Patty Considine is doing? And yeah, Patty Considine is doing an incredible job. So um, good. someone get that dude an Emmy. please. If, if one person from the show can get an Emmy, I'm nominating him. I think he's doing tremendous work i like a lot of them but i think he's doing the most yeah yeah uh, i'm sad to see lenor and lena go too because this was the first like because they're getting new actors just like rhaenyra and allison next week and yeah we just got you know savannah stain yeah. as teenage young adult lena i thought she was great um yeah, she was good you know she was really magnetic whenever she was on screen yeah. and theo nate really got to give a lot more depth for mm-hmm. Lenor this episode. This is one of those things where it's like, I love the format of this show, that it is almost like an anthology series with how it's skipping through time. But I also am sad about it because I I just wish we could explore more than, you know, a single episode or two with some of these characters before we're 10 years in the future and they're totally, you know, different actors. Presumably a lot can happen to a person in 10 years. So we'll see what their personalities are like then too. Yeah, but in that 10 year period, Viserys went through like at least eight different wig iterations that we're just not going <laughs> to see. It's true. Uh, any th- other things you guys uh, didn't hit when I'm talking about? Pretty light on the dragons this week. With the One of the promotional they're photos was it. that we'd they're see saving it. They're saving it. Yeah. Uh, we saw Malaeus, Mel- Melis. I don't, I'm, I so always said it in my head. Maylee's that's probably more right. Uh, we saw her for the first time this week. Princess Rhaenys' dragon. I wish we'd gotten a little bit more. I wish we'd gotten to see some dragon personalities because I feel like sure. with Sea Smoke too, we haven't really gotten you know much up close time with Sea Smoke. Mm-hmm. So I liked it, but I I am eager to get some good dragon stuff in the coming weeks. Oh yeah. Natalie, again, I, I guess at this point, well, again, Daniel, you know, Natalie, what are you looking forward to? To seeing episode six, I guess, to seeing after the jump. Honestly, everything. I really don't know what to expect, but I, I do really like Daniel. I think you said it just how their personalities are going to be different in that much time, because I know some stuff is coming between Allison and Rhaenyra. And at this point, I can't really imagine that. So I think they're going to be a lot harder and maybe jaded and a lot more savage, maybe not in episode six, but at some point. So I'm excited to see their relationship and how how they're even coexisting, to be honest. This, this is going to yeah. be huge. Like this next episode is going to be basically be like another pilot almost because the show yeah. looks yes. like it's going to change. So 
here's hoping that House of the Dragon clears the hurdle. I am very, very interested in what happens. Uh, Leo <laughs> asks, is Daniel not spilling tea off camera? Uh, Leo, Daniel spills tea selectively to those who ask and uh, to those who don't. Uh, he is respectfully quiet. <laughs> yes, I think I've kept most of the tea to myself these mm-hmm. past few weeks. I'm most excited for everyone to be caught up to to episode six so I can start giving my week by week anticipations yeah. in a more honest way instead of being like, I'm looking forward to this thing that may <laughs> or may not happen. That that's exciting to me because I have theories You're about what we're going to see in the last four here on the show every that's, week. That's right. Call me House of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Dan? I mean, the same thing everybody else is just seeing how the show changes. I'm, I, I want to see how they whether they can basically make a second show in the first season of this one show, because it kind of feels like that's what's going to happen. He, he uh, Savannah, I, I love that. OK, by the way, um. Really quick, just HBO, if you're out there, Daniel, myself, and Natalie all want to be on this show as extras. That's right. We we don't need any wigs. We'll bring our own <laughs> wigs. Just um, I would love to be in the show. Just please get in contact with us. I want to see if House of the Dragon can keep can keep up the momentum now that everything is going to change. Whether people will yeah. be as invested now that we're gonna take this giant leap. Like our our audiences going to be and Savannah also on <laughs> HBO. Uh, will audiences take the leap that HBO wants them to take and yeah. go with the story after it changes? That's what I'm really interested to see. And um, will I take the leap? Because I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm really curious to. Someone made fun of me for talking about the wig so much, but. <laughs> The, uh, I, I'm I'm watching the preview and the blonde wigs. They're just everywhere and they're wild and crazy. It 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 is a risk to have that much kind of fantasy stank on your program. <laughs> and every week it, it it works. But again, this is a, a big change coming, so it's going to have to work yeah. again in a new way. And I'm really I, I love that the, the show is doing something this exciting, and I'm just looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah, it's a bold move to to mm-hmm. switch up you know, a large portion of your main cast halfway through a first season. It almost kind of makes the first five episodes we've gotten like a prologue to the actual show we're about to get. Yeah. I'm so curious to see how people go along and what the reactions are, because I think the anticipation and curiosity for what it's going to be like is, I I don't want to say more than I expected because I, but it feels like more of an event than Mm -hmm. I expected. It does almost feel like we're going to get a second premiere in this season, which is so exciting. So anything else or should we wrap things up? A last note for people watching uh, that teaser that we've been talking about, the one that just hit, I'm going to break that down tomorrow scene by scene. Mm -hmm. So if you want to want to get the deets on what's in that, winteriscoming.net. And if you want to see every single actor who is going to be replaced or already has been replaced, Daniel wrote a great article on that. It's up on the site now. Thank you. I recommend you read it. Yeah, there are 11 total characters who are getting new actors. Oh, it's not just the coming weeks. (laughs) Nope. Okay, everybody. Oh, and Julie still hates the wig. She says, (laughs) wig, house of the wigs. Thanks, everybody, for watching. 
So I was a little late, but this was a lot of fun as always. I can't wait for next week. I'm going to be very, very excited about it. Uh, of course, if you want to see more of us, we are here every Sunday after every new episode of House of the Dragon on the Winners Coming Facebook page and the Winners Coming YouTube page. We're also live on our the same places every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific with our breakdowns <laughs> of things that are happening elsewhere in the worlds of TV, movies, uh, fantasy, and sci-fi. <laughs> so until next... Oh, also, also in podcast form, iTunes, Google Play, etc. So until next time, have a great night, eat a balanced breakfast, and hold your wigs close to your heart. Good night. <laughs> night. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.